Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Born the Battle, a podcast focusing on veteran benefits, resources, and services. I'm Air Force veteran Pablo Meza. It's Tuesday, May 16th. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by the Department of Veteran Affairs. All right, before I start the show, I want to share a fascinating fact. Do you know how many brothers and sisters in arms you have? Well, according to 2021 census data, the U.S. has around 16.5 million veterans. That's a mere 6.4% of the nation's adult population. Surprisingly, this figure has shown a slight decrease from the 2019 estimates, indicating a steady decline in the veteran population throughout the 21st century. All right, in today's episode, we interview Rebecca Keel. So stay with me as we break down my VA 411 resource. Welcome everybody to another episode of Born the Battle. I'm very excited to have uh, Rebecca uh, Keo, who is uh, the director for the Veteran Experience Office Contact Center, uh, and she's going to be talking about uh, my VA 411. Uh, but before I, I dive too much into uh, into what that is, I, I would love to just hear about your background, just uh, how you started at the VA, Rebecca. Um, after serving in the Army and um, getting my degrees. I uh, walked across the street and applied for a job at the VA, and I've been there ever since. Um, moved around to a, a variety of different positions, both at the medical center and now more recently in the Veterans Experience Office, where I'm the director of the, the VEO contact center that answers um, a significant number of the calls coming in through my VA 411. Good. Awesome. And, you know, uh, thank you for your service. I'm always happy to hear uh, veterans uh, that are working at the VA. You know, uh, I myself am a veteran, so that brings some joy to my heart. Um, you know, let, let's start off right away with my VA 411. That is a, a uh, very unique name. Uh, can you share the story of how that name came about? You know, the VA is a really large organization, and it offers services that range from prosthetic limbs to job retraining to even disability compensation, and it has physical locations in every state. It's, it's a big organization, and there's a lot of phone numbers. So when veterans told us it was hard to know what number to call, we created our phone front door with one easy-to-remember phone number. 800-698-2411, which translates to 800-MY-VA-411. 411 is recognized in the industry um, as a place to go to get phone numbers. Um, so there was that kind of link to the civilian world. Um, and, and I also would say that um, with some of the other programs that VA has kind of put out there, such as My Healthy EVAT, um, it kind of stayed in line with that so that it would be easy for veterans to really remember that. Originally was a 311 phone number um, and veterans told us that it wasn't easy to remember. So they wanted a 1-800 number and they wanted it to end with 411. So that's how we've gotten to where we are now with my VA 411. That name is... Uh... It just sticks in the back of your mind, you know, so my VA 411, when I first heard about it, you know, it just it didn't go away that and, and that's a great name. So uh, hopefully we're going to be saying my VA 411 throughout this episode. So, uh, you know, veterans can definitely take advantage of, the, of this resource that's available to them. You know, can we talk about, you know, 
what inspired my VA411, and, and then how has it evolved since its inception? Sure. You know, besides the challenge of so many different phone numbers, veterans also have told us that the VA isn't always available when they need them to be. So my team is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to really help veterans with basic information about any VA benefit or service, directory assistance within the VA, referrals to the right VA specialist, and intake of more complex issues, which we track through resolution. Um, we answer options one, eight, nine, and zero on on my VA four one one. So it, it kind of came about because veterans really were kind of struggling on figuring out where to go. So we help them navigate to the right place. Um, you know, it's it's involved since we first started out. Um, we've added some self service options. Um, You know, our goal from the very beginning was really to deliver an empathetic encounter where we really try to connect on a personal level before we try and figure out how we can best help that caller. Um, So, uh, you know, we have learned along the way that um, veterans want to call us back and thank us. So, you know, we've added a way to start tracking Um, compliments that come back to us. And we'll talk about those maybe a little bit later. Um, You know, veterans told us that when they do try, have a phone number, they can't get through to a person. And so um, my team is staffed to be able to answer those calls at a world-class customer service level, which is less than 28 seconds on average. Based upon veterans telling us that they, um, when they do get through to a person, they get interrupted. And they aren't always able to tell their story and get across what it is that they're looking for assistance. And and we intentionally have established our team so that they aren't held accountable to a certain amount of time on the call. Um, We actually train them to let the veteran tell their story. Um, What a gift when you're on that call because veterans' stories are amazing. Uh, There's just amazing things that veterans have done um, that's probably one of the great rewards of, of being able to do this. It's very unusual for a call center not to have people be like told to get on and off the call so they can get to the right. next call um, to allow that flexibility to actually let the veteran tell their story and, and, and to make that effort to connect with them personally. When you said 28 seconds a while ago that that's about the average time of, uh, of response, I just thought about like the private sector and that's, you know, when I call my bank or when I call a customer related uh, business, they always say like, you know, your wait's going to be three to four minutes. And just to know Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, under 30 seconds, I mean, that that really is uh, it really shows the kind of effort your team is putting in. So this is this is really cool. So let's let's continue. Um, Here's a here's another question. How if you can kind of give me like a rough number. Approximately how many calls did you get last year? I think a lot of our our listeners are kind of curious about that number. Mm -hmm. So last year we took and we were able to answer 1.2 million phone calls. And at this point in the year, um, we're about halfway through the year. It looks like we're on track to probably do 1.5 this year. So there's a need and and we're filling that need. From From your experience, are there any specific groups that you feel, uh, you know, are benefiting from this more or call the center more? 
I would say, you know, if there was one group that this would be a number for them to just keep in mind, it's it's those veterans that haven't accessed the VA at all. Okay. Um, or their family members, their beneficiaries, their caregivers, their advocates. Because our role is, particularly if you select zero when you dial my VA 411, is to get you to the right place. Um, and, and understanding what your interests are, we can provide some general information, but we kind of give you referrals to the right place, getting to the right VA specialist for whatever it is that you're interested in. Wow. Um, if you have... Um, or if you don't know a phone number, you don't know who to call, we definitely can do that as well. So um, it's those that don't know what number and those that have never accessed any VA services or benefits. And we can provide um, kind of that navigational assistance. I would also say one of the features that we support is um, if you are a big user of VA.gov and you're having troubleshooting issues, you can't get something to work that's part of our role as well. So um, we provide that some basic troubleshooting support, uh, password reset, that kind of thing. So um, pretty, a pretty wide gamut of different things to kind of get you in that front door um, and then to the right place. That's, you know, that, that's awesome. So for our listeners, if you're having any troubles, troubleshooting issues with your myva.gov, please uh, give Rebecca and her team at myva411 a call and they can help you navigate through that one thing that I, I when you were talking about that it's available to all veterans so they don't have to be enrolled in the va healthcare system to call this no because we we actually um you know the va has benefits they have services they have health care they have burial services um any of those things um they may be eligible for um it it's not contingent on enrollment in health care there's other benefits and services that veterans can be um, eligible for or have interest in, um, you know, and we can get you to the right place so that if it is, if you want to find out an eligibility determination for compensation and pension, we can get you to the right specialist to be able to walk through that process. So it's really that kind of navigational assistance getting to the right place in the organization. Awesome. You know, talking about myva.gov, uh, can you tell me how myva411 works in tandem with other VA resources, uh, such as the Veteran Crisis Line uh, or the National Call Center for Homeless Veterans? Sure. Um, because all three of us are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we actually work together quite often. Um, I, you know, I have a simple story to share that kind of illustrates how that might happen. Um, you know, a veteran called us in, in the middle of the night. Um, he'd just been laid off from where he worked and, and his landlord was also his, his boss. Uh, he was very upset and, and, you know, worried about what's next for him. And so our agent listened to his concerns provided some information about both the VCL and the hotline for homeless veterans. And, and she actually transferred him. He had an interest in going and talking with someone at the VCL, one of the crisis responders. Um, we, we actually made that call for him, stayed on the phone until their, the responder came on the phone, um, provided his contact information. So he didn't have to say it all again. And, and then, introduced what the issue was and actually introduced him to the responder who's going to be helping him. Um, 
And and as we see often, we we got a call back from him about four days later, thinking, wanting to alert us to the fact that our agent probably saved his life, made a difference. She listened to him. She calmed him down. She offered him options and 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 got him um, gave him hope. Uh, and and sometimes that's that's all it takes is just making that personal connection and then getting them to the right place. And in this case, you know, um, it, it made a difference for somebody who was really in, a, in not a good place right then. You mentioned immediately that that's one of the big things that your your team does and it listens to the veteran. Right. You guys are not you guys are not in the mode of getting, you know, as many callers in and just you know, kind of going to the next caller right away. You guys are there to, you know, listen to each of each veteran story and, and try to assist them with, with their, uh, with their issues, which is really, you know, it makes me proud to be a, a member of the VA. Um, I think another, another thing that I want to talk about was uh, you mentioned that it, you know, it works with tandem with uh, the veteran crisis line and uh, the national Call Center for Homeless Veterans. Do you guys have anything with the VA app or is there an app that I can use uh, that's, you know, my VA 411? Um, not yet. Okay. Um, but, you know, if you use the app for VA.gov, um, that, that's a, a great digital way to start to access. And, and we um, are looking in the future, probably within the next year, to um, be that live agent behind some of the chat functions that are starting to get activated on VA.gov. So that if, you know, we've kind of gotten to the um, point with the chat where you aren't able to get the information, then the live agent will step in. So we're um, working on on that piece of kind of progressing with the use of um, technology in our in our operational world. You know, that's awesome to hear. I. Uh... You know, when I open up my VA app, it gives you uh, the option to, from from the app to call the VCL Veteran Crisis Line. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you, you might need to talk to someone uh, over the phone or you might need to chat with someone, which right now is, is currently not avail- available with uh, chatting with the, with the, with the app. Uh, but it might not have to be, you know, a, a life and death situation. Maybe you, you need something, uh, you know, some information about benefits. You meet, so, so I think this is where my VA 411 would definitely come in, come and help, uh, or come in to, uh, to assist with that app. So just an idea. I, I don't want any credit, but I, I think you already, you're talking about that. This is something that you guys are talking about. So this is always, yeah. this is always, uh, good news to hear. Um, well, you know, it's interesting too, because, um, it wasn't really sure if there was going to be a lot of interest in using my VA 411 and, and what we've seen, clearly over the last couple of years is that there is a need. And so we're filling that need and looking at how we can expand into other arenas, such as text. Um, we're looking at that coming in. And, uh, you know, another technology um, uh, improvement that we're looking at is when you call my VA 411, we're kind of a traditional phone tree where you, have, you listen to all these options to find the right one. We're looking at this year of, of, you know, implementing some natural language processing where you get asked what you're looking for. And and we have, you know, pathways to get there faster so you don't have to listen to all that. So that's another feature that we're kind of trying to expand into um, as as far as, you know, looking at our, our, our population of users and making it 
you know, easier with more communication channels for them to get this kind of navigational assistance and basic information. Wow. Yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know if you can share some of this stuff, but um, in, in your experience, what is like the most common or some of the most common questions or concerns that veterans and, and their families have when reaching out to my VA 411? Mm -hmm. Sure. I, I would say right now the most common question is relating to connecting to a local medical center. You oh. can do that through my VA 411 by just entering your zip code. Um, so we're not even involved in that. You know, that's just self-help. Um, I, I would also say uh, connecting to the benefits call center. Um, sometimes they, you know, because they're able to get through um, to uh, the benefits call center, the national call center. Um, that's one thing we get a lot of calls in and you can go there directly through my VA 411. Community care is another area that we um, seem to get a lot of questions. So we um, get them to the right person in either the community care call center or at their local medical center. Wow. Okay. Um, healthcare eligibility and enrollment, of course, is a is an area that we get a lot of general questions and they want to move to the next step. So we do that warm transfer to someone in you know the health eligibility center. Um, and and then I'd say the the next one in kind of that hierarchy would be educational benefits. So it's really a mix of a lot of the different benefits and services that are available through the VA. That's great. I would say the most common concerns we get are related to healthcare access in both VA facilities and in the community, coordination of that clinical care and, and then pending compensation claims. So again, across kind of our largest um, areas where uh, people are accessing things through the VA. Great, great. And you know, you mentioned that your team is is a good starting point when someone isn't, uh, you know, in the enrolled in the healthcare system or, or you know doesn't know ab about the benefits uh, that's available to them. You know, you guys are a really good starting point to, to kind of get that conversation and get that information uh, to them. Um, but while we're talking about this, this is a really good time to just go ahead and tell all of our, our listeners, if they're not enrolled in their veterans and they're not enrolled in the VA healthcare system, please enroll in the VA healthcare system. If you have family members that are veterans that are not enrolled in the VA healthcare system, uh, please uh, help them enroll. Uh, definitely my VA 411. Remember my VA 411. Uh, that is a, a good starting point right there. If, if, if you have any questions about uh, your uh, your eligibility or you have questions about uh, eligibility for, for one of your loved ones that is a veteran. But definitely my plea is to get as many people uh, aware of, uh, of uh, the VA healthcare system, the VA benefits. Uh, so please try to try to connect with, with someone to to enroll into and, and to see what you're eligible for. Um, you know, I think. T talking about like enrollment, you know, or a lot of the information that veterans, you know, provide to you during the conversation, uh, you know, it's, it's, I feel like it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very, it's very important to them. Uh, sometimes it's very, um, it's very private. Um, uh, so my question would be, how does my VA ensure that privacy or, you know, private questions or security of sensitive information for veterans 
or their families if their families are calling uh you know how do you guys provide that sense of ease when you're talking about you know this very important information privacy security of sensitive information uh during calls sure um we we take privacy very seriously um we require to gather the um, veteran's name, social security number, and date of birth, or if it's uh, an authorized beneficiary that has having an issue, their their contact information. Um, we don't release information unless we have verification that that is the veteran that we're talking to. Um, if the veteran wants additional people to be in this conversation, they have to actually, after we've verified their identity, they have to, um, you know, give us verbal opinion, uh, a verbal uh, confirmation right during the call and stay in close proximity. So we don't have access to a lot of the databases where there's information. We are kind of that front door. And so we may do intake of things um, and maybe provide updates on what's happening with something, um, but we don't uh, have access to verify every any authorized person that the veteran may have authorized in other places in the organization. So generally speaking, most of what we do is provide just general information, basic information or connect them to the right person. But if we did, have a request to release something, we, we are pretty stringent. And I can tell you not a lot of our vets don't like that, that we, um, you know, require them to verify their identity. But that's the only way that we can ensure that, you know, we're protecting their privacy Absolutely. as well as their fellow um, veterans privacy. So that's how we do it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, a lot of this a lot of this information, uh, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's very important information. And uh, you want to feel as a veteran that's reaching out to the VA, you want to know that your your information is uh, is secure, uh, that your privacy is is intact and that, you know, uh, the VA is doing everything they can to to accomplish those two things. Um, you briefly touched on online chat and texting options, uh, but is there any other uh, push towards digital services that you see my VA inching its way towards? Uh, we are uh, looking at, so the VA overall is starting to modernize some of their technology. And so um, one thing that I could reference is kind of behind the scenes, but I think it's important to understand how technology may be used in operational to support the customer. So we have a tool we use that actually um, allows us to have significant insights into how often we have callers or, or um, how many callers we have. And so we use that tool to forecast our supply and demand so we can match that, that volume of callers. That's how we get to that point where we are staffed appropriately to answer a call in less than 28 seconds, is that we have a tool that allows us to do that in the background. That same tool also records what the conversation is and what the, what the customer service representative is looking for when they're trying to answer the questions or provide information so that we can really immediately know 
where we need to coach someone to get them um, more advanced in their skills to be able to make that first encounter actually be productive and, and provide the information if we have it available to us. Um, part of that tool also um, is how we document any of our cases. We have what's called a knowledge management program. Um, it's like a big dictionary on things in the VA. Um, and, and that's um, how we stay up to date on information, um, how we know what's going on in, in, in this huge ecosystem that is the VA, um, when there's lots of new programs, benefits and services coming about. Um, we use that tool to kind of digest that information and put it into bite-sized pieces so that our our customer service representatives can provide accurate and timely information when somebody's calling and asking about something. Those are both technology tools that we're kind of using behind the scenes to make that experience be um, a, a rewarding and productive one for our, our veterans and their family members. Right on, right on. You know, you, you mentioned um, that the VA is a big department, you know, big agency. Um, because we do try to help as many veterans throughout the United States, I think even outside of the United States, if our, if our veterans are, are living abroad. Um, but here goes a question. How does your team stay up to date with the latest VA policies, maybe the, the newest benefits and services to ensure the callers are receiving accurate and timely information? And, and the reason I'm saying this is because sometimes even even myself, you know, I'm just, wow, this is new stuff that the VA is pushing out and, and I work here. But how does your team specifically, because when a veteran calls in, he's going to have, he's going to probably ask, you know, what benefits can I get? How, how does your team stay up to date with all these uh, policies and benefits and services? Mm -hmm. um, our, our knowledge management team um, spends time uh, monitoring what's happening in Congress so that we kind of know what things might be coming. Mm. They are monitoring um, press releases. Um, they work with program offices across our organization to kind of keep up to date on um, implementation of different programs, benefits, and services. Um, they, they, they get feedback from our frontline staff when they start getting questions. That's how we often start to know that something new is brewing um, because they're getting questions and they don't have an answer. And this, the knowledge management tool um, like provides pop-ups of different things related to um, what's happening in the call. And um, so it's, it's a continual circle of trying to find what's happening around them and in our ecosystem and then putting it into digestible bits of information so that our customer service reps can relay that to the customer and, and be confident in knowing that it's accurate and up to date. Oh, wow. You know, do you around how many uh, customer service reps do you guys or do you have on, on your team? So it, it does fluctuate. Um, I think right now we are, um, we have about 350. Oh, wow. Um, plus the support team that is um, providing them the, the information they need and their supervisors and 
Um, because we're a 24-7, 365 operation. It, you have um, people always on shift. So right. it's um, that's how we manage to stay uh, able to answer the phone when the caller calls. Right, right. You know, we're talking about just all the stuff that you guys do. Is there a specific uh, instance where you were just like left in awe by by the story of the veteran or by or by the the, the, the rapid response and, and professionalism from from your team, from the, the customer service representative? You know, recently. We had a veteran who called. Um, she said she was homeless and she was having issues dealing with her local medical center. Uh, they had said she didn't qualify for HUD-VASH. HUD-VASH is um, a joint uh, housing program that the Department of Veterans Affairs has with the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Oh, wow. And um, it's, a, it's a voucher program to really assist those that are homeless. The veteran had, you know, had a conversation with a social worker that was involved in that program. Um, and, and, and then that person, was, she said, wasn't returning her calls. And, and she was very cold when she did speak to her. And she told her she didn't have any vouchers available. Um, and then she wasn't eligible. And, you know, she shared some personal information with us about her life. Um, you know, situations that were uh, personally, you know, harmful to her. And you know, our, our, our customer service rep listened and was empathetic, um, recognized that this was the type of case that really is a little more complex. It's not a, we just hand them off, particularly, you know, if it comes in late in early in the wee more hours of the morning when maybe some of the VA specialists aren't working. Um, so she created a case. Uh, for this particular circumstance. And, you know, as part of that process, explain what would happen next. Um, setting those expectations, I really do think is important. As a veteran, I'm willing to wait if I know how long I might be waiting, right? right? So we set expectations, we provide a case number, tell her what would happen, um, provide an, an, ex an estimate of the amount of time that it would take until the issue is resolved or someone from Maybe that medical center reaches out to her. Um, and, and then, you know, when we create that case and we finish that case, it routes automatically to the patient advocate at that local medical center. Um, so that same day, because this case had come in and, and our staff had recognized that um, it was um, the situation was relatively urgent, um, that same day in the medical center, um, the homeless program coordinator reached out to that veteran, couldn't get a hold of her, um, got a hold of her, um, left a message, and then she called back the next day. Um, and, and so they actually um, started to talk about her circumstances, and they scheduled her for a screening for the homeless program and for potentially the HUD-VASH vouchers. Um, you know, so that was the call originally came in on a Friday. The following Thursday, the veteran calls us back, thanks us for helping her. She had her her screening for the HUD-VASH program. She found out that she is eligible for the program and oh, to wow. get a voucher. Um, and and that's that's the kind of um, difference that 
we can make. Getting it to the right place in the organization. It's so hard sometimes to get to the right person, to get the, to the right level of urgency. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's the benefit that we bring to it. We don't solve most problems unless it's general information. We get the person to the right person and has the authority to resolve the issue. So um, I think that was a win-win. And, and it's it's so common that they'll call us back and thank us because um, they they had a case and they you know felt that we would be able to help them. And and in this case, we did. So wow. You know, when you mentioned that the, the veteran a couple of days later, a few days later, that that was eligible and that everything was kind of, you know, working out, working out for her. The hairs on my forearm just stood up just like I felt so proud, you know, like, wow, that's really awesome. Um, you know, you, you mentioned a while back that uh, and you've actually said it a couple of times about the, the veterans calling in and, and, and being uh, being thankful. But you mentioned about compliments what do you do like do you just call back if you're trying to say hey you guys did an amazing job or is there is there a specific you know thing that you should uh, you should ask for like is there an area for compliments mm -hmm. sure um if you call my va411 and you press option nine you'll be able to connect um with one of my customer service representatives who will be very happy to take in your compliment um you know we share those with the organizations that are referenced or whoever the employee, um, if it's a particular employee, it's not just our staff, um, compliments to our team, it's compliments about anything in the VA. Um, we added that as an option because we got so many calls back. Uh, veterans are appreciative of what's going on and they do appreciate the VA and they wanted a, a mechanism to be able to, to share that they appreciate what we do. So. We added that as a feature that we are um, happy to do that intake, and, and we actually create a case um, so that we capture those details of what went right. Um, you know, a lot of things, it's a big organization, and we should celebrate what goes right, too. Absolutely. A lot of times you hear all the, you know, you hear negative, and this is, is definitely, I think, a positive thing for our employees. Um, you know, we work hard. Uh, a lot of us are veterans and a lot of us want to help take care of our fellow veterans. Uh, it's good to hear a compliment now and then that you did something well and you made somebody's life better than it was. So, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's especially when um, a veteran might be in a hurry and they, they just they, a lot of the information is out there and they just can't you know, find specific area they're looking for. They, they might not know how to get to that area. So, uh, and, you know, and they're under maybe, uh, a, I'm just going to put an example. Um, if a veteran is walking up to, uh, you know, uh, or driving past a clinic, a VA clinic or a hospital, he wants to know if he's eligible for maybe for some uh, benefits. Uh, my VA 411 or calling 1-800-698-2411. If you do that, you know, that's going to you might not even have to go inside the clinic and do that. You might just get all the information, uh, you know, right there, wherever you're at. So I think that's what makes my VA 411, uh, you know, different from going inside the clinic is just that it's it's you're getting the information and you're getting the you know, you're getting routed to the right people immediately. Uh, so. Rebecca, um, you know, maybe the last question that I have is. Uh, 
for veterans or loved ones that have never used my VA 401 before, what advice could you give them to make the most of this valuable resource? I would definitely recommend that they remember my VA 411, 800-698-2411, and, and give us a call because if there's something you're interested in or you just want to know a little bit more about the VA, um, we can help you. We can provide that general information about different programs and services and benefits that are available. We can connect you with the VA specialist who will be able to drill right down into your eligibility for a particular benefit or service. Um, and, you know, we can provide uh, intake of more complex issues and, you know, give you a, a way to kind of track where it, what's happening with that particular issue, um, give you an idea of how long it would take to resolve it if you are a current user and you're having an issue. Um, so it's just a really good place to, to start. Um, that's why we kind of couch it the front door to the VA. Um, VA.gov is the digital front door and we're the voice front door. Um, and soon we'll be merged more closely together, <laughs> the digital and voice. But right now we're, we're here to, to help you figure out if there is something that's of interest to you. Um, and and give you a general information. It's it's we we don't solve every problem. I, I just want everybody to understand that um, we'll get it to the right person who can solve the issue, or at least re, you know educate you on what can and cannot be done. Um, but uh, we want you to have uh, a pleasant experience with us and and welcome you into the VA if you've never been in the VA before. Uh, we're actually starting to um, share this phone number across military installations so that people prior to getting out of the military are awesome. aware that this is a way and a place to go to get more information as they start that process to exit the military. A lot of veterans do not use the VA benefits or services that they've earned, and and we want to make it easier for them to learn about them and access them if they so desire. Absolutely. You know, and I would say to my listeners or, or, or uh, you know, anybody who's reading the blog, there's going to be a blog accompanying to this episode. But, you know, go ahead and put 1-800-698-2411 on your phone. Save it as MyVA411. And if you have any questions, right, just uh, click on that number, you know, save it as my VA 411. And then, you know, right away, hey, uh, you know, I'm not close to a, a PC, computer, Mac, whatever. Uh, or I just don't have the, you know, I don't have the real estate on my phone. I have a smaller phone myself. So, it, you know, my VA 411 would be just amazing uh, to, to work with instead of, you know, when I don't have access to my VA.gov. So make sure to save it on your phone. I'm going to save it after this episode. I'm going to go ahead and put it on my phone. So if I have any questions in the future, boom, just click on it. Uh, and, uh, and I'll have access, you know, it's, it's been a total pleasure learning about this. I really, really, uh, encourage our users to, uh, uh, you know, use this resource, uh, that's available to them. This is the benefit, uh, from the VA. Um, but Rebecca, is there, is there something that you would want to say before we, we finish the episode? And by the way, it's been a total pleasure talking to you and learning about this, this, uh, resource. 
My pleasure. Uh, I, as a veteran, I would just say, I, I think it's important that if you earn the benefit, you at least learn about it and determine if it's something that works for you at right. this point in your life and maybe in the future, if it's not now. Um, so we're a really good starting point to at least explore um, what what's available to you and give us a call. We're here 24 seven, 365. Thank you so much, Rebecca. All right. Thanks everybody for joining for this episode of Born the Battle. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you.